0: Toledo. Imagine living through World War One. Imagine seeing the Ottoman Empire crumble around you. The British have divided up the Arab lands into smaller territories based on their geostrategic priorities, and have directed who can move in, where people can live, and how they must comply to British rule. Can you imagine the confusion, the chaos, the conflict? Welcome to the British Mandate of Palestine. From the Toledo Society, I'm Professor Saeed Khan, and this is 1400OMG, your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. In this series, we look into the key events in the Muslim world over the past two centuries and dig deep into some of the root causes of the situation many find themselves in today. Over the next few episodes, we will dive deep into the events that led to the formation of the State of Israel. Together, we will understand the roots of the Palestine-Israel conflict, and understand the history of this important region of the Muslim world. The British Mandate When we last visited Palestine, the British had drafted the Balfour Declaration, creating new problems in the region. The British had promised the land of Palestine to various parties, Unsure of how to move forward, the British created the Mandate of Palestine, placing it under their own authority. Herbert Samuel was appointed British High Commissioner for Palestine in 1925, and remained in that position for five years. Throughout the period of the Mandate, the British controlled Palestine for almost three decades. During this period, they faced multiple protests, riots, and revolts from both the Jewish and Palestinian Arab communities. Let's take a look at some of the events that occurred during this era. Because the British had promised a homeland for Jews in Palestine, they allowed immigration and Palestinian citizenship for Jews from around the world. The rising oppression and anti-Semitism faced by Jews around Europe caused a large number of Jews to migrate into Palestine. Previously, we looked at the initial migration of Jews to Palestine before World War I. By 1920, there were now over 90,000 Jews living in Palestine the Jewish community had established its own defensive, administrative, and agricultural sectors. They were determined to establish their homeland in Palestine, and this caused a lot of tension with the local Arabs, building up to a riot. In 1920, Arab leaders across Palestine were warning their followers against the Jewish immigrants. This sparked a riot around the time of the festival known as Nabi Musa, an event that commemorated the Prophet Moses, revered by Christians, Jews, and Muslims alike. Between the 4th and the 7th of April of 1920, a riot broke out in the old city of Jerusalem. Five Jews and four Arabs were killed in the clashes, and several hundred were injured. This would be the first of multiple clashes between Arabs and Jews in Palestine. The riot caused the British government to take notice. They realized that the Arabs were frustrated because of the Balfour Declaration, and the British not fulfilling their promises to them. The Arabs saw the Jews as a threat and feared that the British may hand over Palestine to them wholesale. In 1922, the British clarified their position, claiming that they supported the existence of the Jewish community in Palestine, but considered them to be Palestinian. The British did not support the creation of a new state as a Jewish national homeland, but they used this opportunity to divide the Mandate of Palestine into two territories. Everything west of the Jordan River was to be renamed Palestine. Everything east of the Jordan River becoming a brand new country, Transjordan. The Creation of Transjordan In order to appease Prince Abdullah, the son of Sharif Hussein, who had led the Arab revolts against the Ottomans during World War I, the British handed over Transjordan to Abdullah and made him king of the region. The creation of Transjordan solved two problems for them. It gave Abdullah a place to rule, while preserving British interests in the region. The British continued to rule Transjordan indirectly through this king, protecting their interests in the process. The British representative of Jordan had the final word regarding foreign relations matters, the armed forces, the budget, and all other essential government activities. Heading back west over the Jordan River, in the now smaller area of Palestine, the Jewish immigration continued, Between 1924 and 1929, a fourth Aliyah, a Jewish migration, occurred. This time, over 82,000 immigrants moved to Palestine, mostly from Poland and Hungary. The Jewish settlers were, at this point, primarily middle-class business people. Settling in Palestine, they established the economic mercantile sector for the Jewish community to complement the agricultural sector, which already was in place. For the Palestinians, There was a series of calamities. First, the Ottoman Empire had collapsed. Then the British had divided the land into Palestine and Transjordan. And now there's a mass migration of Jewish settlers intent on making their country in this homeland. The stress and pressure from all of these events affected the Palestinian people and led to a series of riots and massacres. Case in point, 1929. In August alone of that year, there were riots in Jerusalem, a massacre in Hebron, the destruction of a mosque in Nabi Akasha, and a massacre in Safed. The cause of all of this? Well, the primary cause of tension was between the Arabs and the Jews over access to holy sites, particularly the Western Wall, considered to be the most sacred spot for the Jewish faith. The tension was intensified by provocative reportage in both Arab as well as Jewish newspapers. Gazettes from both communities demonized the other, spreading conspiracies and fear. The Arab population already disturbed by the events occurring around them grew more worried and more wary about a Jewish takeover. Due to limited security and police presence in the area, it became quite easy to get away with violence. Provoked by fear and the media, Arabs reacted by attacking Jewish settlers, leading to further riots, destruction, and even massacres. In Hebron alone, 67 Jewish settlers were massacred by Arabs due to a rumor that the Jews planned to seize control over the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, the site both of the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque. These riots did force the British government to take action and to try to find a solution to the tension building every day between the Arab and Jewish citizens of Palestine. Palestine, Palestine. The Hope Simpson Commission and Passfield White Paper. Paper, Paper. In response to the 1929 riots, the Hope Simpson Commission was established to investigate the cause of the riots. The commission reported five key points regarding the riots. First, that the Jews had paid high prices for the land, and in addition, they had paid to certain of the occupants of those lands a considerable amount of money which they were not legally bound to pay. Two, that Arab fears of the destructive impact of Zionist colonization was well-founded and thus called for controls of further colonization and settlement. Three, due to the Zionist labor policy extending to all Jewish enterprises, the displaced Arab farmer could not find non-agricultural employment, making the problem of unemployment among the Arabs serious and widespread. Four, the Zionist contention that the Arab worker benefited from Jewish migration was therefore refuted by the report. And five, there was an acknowledgment of illegal immigration by both Arabs and Jews across the mandate borders and the need to discourage such incursions. The Hope Simpson Commission led to the publication of the Passfield White Paper. This report stated that the development of a Jewish national home in Palestine is a consideration which would enjoy continued support, but it was not central to mandate governance. The paper stated that the British intended to fulfill mandate obligations to both Arabs and to Jews, and were committed to resolve any conflicts that might surface as a result of the respective needs of both the Arab and the Jewish communities. This did not stop Jewish immigration at all. Between 1929 and 1939, over a quarter million Jews immigrated to Palestine. This became known as the Fifth Aliyah. Most of these Jews were from Eastern Europe and were professionals in class. They included doctors, lawyers, and academics. Due to the increased anti-Semitism in Europe and the fascism that was now pervasive in places like Italy and Germany, more Jews fled to Palestine every year. This, of course, led to the rising tension between Arabs and Jews, which already existed because of migration. To counter this, the British reacted by restricting migration. As a result, there was an increase in mass illegal immigration between the years 1933 and 1948. Of course, within that period of time, we find the rise of Hitler in Germany, as well as the start of World War II in 1939. Over 110,000 immigrants illegally settled in Palestine, increasing the Jewish population to almost half a million. As the treatment of Jews in Europe worsened during World War II, more and more Jews fled to Palestine seeking safety and protection. Out of desperation, many had no choice but to migrate illegally. The British were unable to control the migration or to stop it at all. At the same time, Arabs grew more worried as the local Jewish community increased in number. Fearing a Jewish takeover, a mass Arab revolt took place in 1936. For 1400OMG, this is Professor Saeed Khan, your guide to What the Hell Happened in Modern Muslim History. Toledo.